Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Stockland. A former boutique owner myself, I love nothing more than chatting with you about all things boutique business. Each week, I'll tackle a new business concept and help break it down into bite-sized, actionable steps that will give you the confidence to build a profitable business. Now, let's get started. Well, hey there, friend. I'm so excited you've decided to join me again today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. So as you know, I work with hundreds of boutique owners and inventory-based businesses around the country, and I love nothing better than to tell their success story to you right alongside them. And that's what we're going to hear today. So today on the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing one of my coaching clients. I not only have one-on-one coaching clients, I have coaching clients that participate in the Boutique Workshop membership, as well as my Mastermind Accelerator group. And today you're going to hear from one of those boutique business owners. So sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation. And if you'd love to work with me, make sure to reach out to me using the email that you can find in the show notes. As always, I want to invite you to come on over and join us as together we learn and grow in the Boutique Collective. Now let's enjoy today's conversation. Hey, good morning, Emily. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you today? Good. I um, Before we started, I just asked if you're waking up every morning waiting for some more press to drop because you have had a phenomenal time since your grand opening a couple, a few weeks ago. Is it a month now or more than a month? Yeah, uh, April 15th. So just over a month. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I'm really excited to visit with you today. Um, This is Emily. She's from Minneapolis. She just opened a brick and mortar after having done multiple um, different kind of revenue streams with boutique land (laughs) work. So you've done private shopping. You're really well known for your um, wardrobe consulting and how you help your customers with that. You came from direct sales. So you've had quite the journey. And I thought it would be really nice just to visit with you this morning here in the Boutique Collective to give some of those other boutique owners that are um, weary of boutique work, or maybe they're just starting out in their journey, or maybe they've been doing this for a while and they know it's time for something, a facelift in their brand, just some inspiration. So I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, tell us all about Curly Girl, and then we'll just chat for a while. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, like Sierra said, Emily, I own Curly Girl Boutique here in Minneapolis. Um, I started Curly Girl Boutique, well, so I launched like my, independent boutique in January of 2019. For a few years before that, I was uh, selling um, an MLM clothing line. And then I um, I was doing it on the side while also being a school counselor slash dean of students. And then when I found out I was pregnant with my son, I um, decided I was going to do that full time and take a break from schoolwork. And yeah, I launched that. So I started doing my MLM full time and I quickly realized that it wasn't satisfying me creatively the way um, that I yearned. And I was then eight months pregnant when I launched Curly Girl, my independent boutique. So, okay. And I can see now knowing you, I can see how that creative side would not have been fulfilled 
being under someone else's brand. I can totally see that. You need to be independent and yeah, forge your own way. Yeah. And I was doing, like, I had gradually grown my brand to be a lot more personal styling and outfits. And when you were getting clothing that you had no idea what patterns were coming, can I make an outfit with this? Like, I don't know. Like that was just like, it wasn't meshing with how I wanted to proceed with my um, brand. So, yeah. Well, Curly Girl is definitely your brand. I was able to shop in your store a couple weeks ago and it was so much fun. My daughter and I um, went shopping, and which was really nice because she bought things and I bought things and we're definitely, you know, some years apart there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have just really unique pieces. I think that's what you have always had a passion for yeah. is to bring that unique style. So tell us a little bit about where you find your product. Yeah, so definitely like, when I say curly, people are like, is it products for curly hair? I'm like, no, like for me, curly girl, like curly hair represents kind of this fun, vibrant, playful vibe. And that's what I try to bring in with my clothing. Um, so it's a lot of pieces that are unique. I actually work with quite a few brands that are slow fashion or or made to order I guess for lack of a better word so about two-thirds I'm actually working up probably to about three quarters of my product are from brands where I place my order six to eight months in advance so like by the end of the summer I'll be placing next summer's season's <laughs> orders um and uh, I really because I can find unique pieces you know Minneapolis is kind of a boutique mecca there's tons of little shops everywhere and I know, and I've had people even come in telling me that the stuff I carry is unique. It's, they can't find it anywhere. It looks very different from the other boutiques in the area. Um, and I think also going with those kind of brands, it's also a step up in quality too, which I'm really appreciating. Right. Yeah, I love that. And you're really good at putting things together. So let's talk about your journey. So yeah. eight months pregnant, decided to go out on your own, do your own thing. Um, let's see, when did you find me? It was, was it like the summer of 2019? Yeah. Or the fall, maybe? Late, late summer, early fall, I think, something okay. like that. So you had already opened your own, you had already pivoted to your own brand? Yeah. Okay. So tell me about that journey of just, you went out on your own. What was scary? What felt like uncertain ground? And then how did that evolve as we started working together? of, you know, into just like finding your own voice, exactly what you wanted to do all the way to now, like opening a brick and mortar in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right after the pandemic. Um, yeah. How did you find the courage and like, what was that journey like? Yeah. So, you know, when you start, when you're working with an MLM, I, you know, I was like, oh, this is fun, clothes, you know, and then there's so many back-end pieces that you don't really realize as a business owner that you should be tracking and, and be doing, because um, when you're part of an MLM, you don't really have to think about that or worry about that so much, so I started on my own, and I realized I knew nothing about, like, I'm a creative person, I'm a very, like, visual person, I'm a very, like, squirrel, like, always constantly all over the place, and I realized like, I don't know anything about accounting. I don't know anything about like open to buy or product, like how to put pieces together, or, like um, like the ordering of pieces and how to actually keep like the back end of a business going. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, it's not all about the pretty window displays even though I wish it was sometimes. Yes. Um, so that's definitely why I jumped on working with you because especially with your experience 
um, of managing, you know, multiple boutiques in a franchise, I was like, okay, this woman has to know how to work with numbers. <laughs> um, and that's why I started working with you because I really needed to learn. My background is not in business. It's not, I mean, I'm theater and then um, like mental health counseling and then boutique ownership. So my brain is not in numbers. And just like learning how to do the numbers just helped me really solidify um, that I can do this as a real business and yeah. that I'm not making, cause I'm, I am a very like gut driven person, but then I have the nagging head in the background saying, are you sure? So I always jump forward to things with my gut. And then my head is like, wait a second, did you act too fast? <laughs> right. So um, then you have that self doubt, which paralyzes yeah. you from movement. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think, you know, it's just learning how to do an open to buy. And I think another thing was just having, um, I mean, you're such a great cheerleader and especially when COVID hit and I, you know, I mostly, most of my income was through pop-ups um, that I would do and that st revenue stream, which was easily two thirds of my revenue stream at the time was suddenly gone. And I just remember having conversations with you about how to pivot and you were just so encouraging about how to find different ways. Um, and um, I ultimately grew during COVID, which is awesome. My online business just grew and uh, that's what gave me the confidence to even think about opening a brick and mortar. And then I remember having a call with you one day. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I wanna make sure I have my finances, like help me do projections. I wanna make sure I'm making a smart move here. Yeah. and work through all that and it just the more I dug into the numbers and talked with my husband and because my husband's a very logical person he wanted to see the numbers and the fact that I was able to work through all of that with you before I opened helped him feel more comfortable and able to jump on that journey with me too so. yeah that's an interesting piece that we don't often think about because our cheerleaders are often in our homes right it's our sisters our friends our husbands our spouses our partners they're with us and they are called to be a cheerleader. And that's not always something they've signed up for, right? If they didn't know going into this relationship that they were going to be connected with an entrepreneur and entrepreneurs can be kind of crazy. Um, and so being able to put together good foundation so that you can give confidence to your cheerleader can be really beneficial for both of you. So I've never thought about that before, but that is a really good point. Just having the tools so that you can answer the questions to that support person so they can support your support you better is really important. Yeah, I love that. So what was the scariest part about opening a brick and mortar? I love, like my love is in brick and mortar because I know it really, really well, but it's scary because you're, tied to something yeah well I think the scariest piece is just the overhead now right so like I was able to negotiate a fantastic lease um so like that you know really helped me be able to step into it because my landlord is really committed to helping me make this work which I think was really important um but I'm still like there's still days where I'm like <gasps> yeah. I have, have to pay rent now I didn't have to do that when I was in my basement. And that's a big check to sign each month. Yeah, it is. I wrote, so my first two months I had free and I wrote my first check this month. It wasn't for full rent, but it was for a portion of it. And I still was like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, that's different. It's definitely different than just, you know, working out of your home and not having that expected overhead. So that's why it's so important to just put together a plan and budget for that. So you know 
with your plan of action that it's doable and even a wise decision, you know, going into it. So what do you feel like when you first started before I met you and you moved from direct sales into owning your own boutique, what do you wish someone would have told you or that you would have known? Do, is there anything where you feel like if I would have known this, I would have gotten farther down the road faster or I wouldn't have made such costly mistakes or you know, I still, and this is something I still struggle with is definitely the buying of inventory because, because I'm such a gut driven person. Sometimes even now, even though I know I should not do it, I see something and I'm like, oh, that would be pretty in my store. I'm going to buy yes. it. And then I'm like, wait a second. I, like this, well, COVID threw everything out the window, but I love dresses and I love fun bottoms. Dresses and bottoms are like the lowest category, although I do. Snack. I know, they're now, so hard to sell. I know, but now, now my dresses are picking up, but like, you know, I just, ha I always have to do that mental gut check of especially dresses, man. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good dress. So um, I, I think even then, like, because with MLM, the way they taught you to buy your inventory was not smart business practice, just sure. to be honest. And I wish I would have had more training on that or dug deeper in that because I definitely, especially for the whole first year of my boutique, um, I didn't buy very well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So we waste a lot of money and time, a lot of frustration, lots of markdowns, then low margins, all of that kind of repeats itself when we don't. And you're still going to buy the things. I'm sure there's dresses that you buy now with, <laughs> with you know, the right tools where you're like, mm, yeah, you know. I might need to put that in my closet to take it home so I can get it out of the store. But as a whole, you just have a lot more information to make good decisions when yeah. you have the right tools. Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing the level up and launch challenge mm -hmm. for boutique owners that are just starting. Maybe I actually had a gal yesterday. She's like, I've been in business for four years, um, but I'm just going to open my brick and mortar. So similar to you. Do I count as a new boutique? Like, absolutely, because it's a new, it's a whole yep. new beast. Yep. Um, or six months or less. We are going to go over, I'll tell you what we're going over. So we're going to talk about like what numbers you need to know. It's like, what does margin really mean? How do you put together a budget? How do you work on your open to buy? Putting together a good team. You're now having to hire someone. That's a whole new ball game. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of marketing to do? Because I feel like so many times when we go into business, we feel like, well, we should do the LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, stories, TikTok, Facebook groups, you know, but what should we really do? So those are kind of what we're going to cover. How do you feel like something like that would have helped you when you first started? Yeah, I think because I, I mean, from the very beginning, I always kind of watched what I spent. Um, and it, it was, it's always been hard for me to hire the right people, not necessarily an employee, but maybe like a business coach or for example, I finally bit the bullet because I knew I didn't have the mental energy to hire a PR person. Yes. When I opened my, cause I was like, okay, I need to write a press release. I need to send it out to people. Who do I send it to? I have no idea. And then finally I was like, I'm just going to hire somebody. And it was, it was expensive, but it was, I mean, I got tons, I mean, great press and I never would have right. gotten that without her. Um, so, I mean, to mark like an exact ROI is hard to figure with something like that, but I think it's just realizing that, yes, you want to be conservative with 
you know, your expenses, but there's times where you just need to make the leap and hire somebody to do something that is not your specialty so that you can focus on your specialty. Um, And so that's been like hiring you as a business coach, hiring PR person. I hired somebody to build out my email flows because I was like, I could sit down and spend hours trying to figure out how to do it. It's better worth my money to hire somebody who knows how to do it and have them yes, just and it's done right. right. Yeah, and it's done right. And then you don't have to worry about it. So, you know, just different jobs like that. Like even if you can't hire a payroll employee, what are some things that you can contract out just to make your life easier and yeah. um, you know, because your time is valuable too, you know. <laughs> it is. And it, just to be able to skip through the mistakes, you know, if I like visually thinking about you have this path in front of you as an entrepreneur and there's these rocks in the road, you know, you're walking down a gravel road. And if someone can say like, Hey, if you take this road, it's actually a lot smoother. It's going to be easier on the muscles. You're not going to, you know, trip and fall and end up in the hospital, or you can just, you know, figure out which road you want to take on your own. And then you end up with the potholes and the rocks. I think that's the thing with education or, you know, hiring an expert to help you with something or like that PR person or signing up for the level, you know, level up and grow. If you can skip, if something costs you, let's say 90, so the level up course is 97 bucks, mm-hmm. but you can save a hundred dollars because from day one you buy, well, you'd say more than a hundred dollars if you yeah. bought right, right? That's like one pre-pack of products that yeah. you could, you know, you hire that PR person where, yeah, you're not sitting behind your computer then for five hours. They find you this gorgeous article mm-hmm. like you had that brings in all of the people that you never would have been able to get in front of. Yes, it costs 500 bucks or a thousand dollars to hire that, but you get X, Y, Z. We get really scared, but then we go spend stuff, money on stupid stuff trying to do it all. I don't know. Our minds are so interesting, aren't they? (laughs) As entrepreneurs. And, you know, I still made mistakes, you know, like, well, I don't even know if it's a mistake, but like I dabbled in Facebook ads, hiring a company and it, and it just wasn't, it just wasn't working out. So I was like, you know, right now I'm not going to spend that money. So, you know, you have, there's give and take, not everything is is a hundred percent successful, but you also can't get paralyzed in the fear of, not trying because you have to spend some money so right yeah absolutely so tell us what you love most about being in your store when you wake up in the morning and you're like I get to go downtown to curly girl like what excites you about being in your store well I think first of all I have beautiful natural light like I have a whole bank of window I'm facing so many windows like you have the best location yeah and a corner and yeah yeah, and I was in my basement before. So, <laughs> so just, different. just like sunlight. And I think the other part is I have balance. I feel like, and I'm still working on it, but I have so much more balance in my life because my work is not in my house. And I know not- Yeah, let's, let's actually, I want to dig into that. Because yeah. you mentioned that it might have been on our accelerator group call. Mm-hmm. I think it was, you mentioned to everyone- this has been, even though you added another layer and this has been the most balanced your business life has ever felt. So yeah. I really want you to tell us a little bit more about that. That's huge. Yeah, I think I've been able to have more separation. Like when my boutique was in my house and I know not everybody's journey is to have a brick and mortar store. So I'm not saying everybody needs a brick and mortar, but I think the balance piece is so important. Um, when it was in my house... I would get a message from a customer at 9.30 at night and I felt obligated to get off the couch, 
you know, and go answer that question, you know, to go check whatever thing they're asking for. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, well, I'm not in the boutique. I'm, you know, I don't even look at my work email unless like I have to catch up on something. Like I don't even look at my work emails at night. Um, I, um, like Sunday day is, is Sunday is family day. And I've never, we never really instituted that before. So my husband is a realtor. So Saturdays are both our working days. And so Sunday yeah. is a family day. And just to be able to focus on my husband and son for a whole day. And then Monday is kind of like my house. I do my numbers. So my morning is focused on kind of the back end number side of my business. And the whole rest of the day is just kind of catching up on household stuff. And it's just so nice to have that complete mental separation yeah. from my business. And it just has helped me relax, which yeah. is kind of weird, but yeah. Relax and grow. Yeah. Cause when our minds are so overwhelmed, constantly going, 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 we can't shut them off. We really don't grow. Like our business might grow a little bit, but the potential is just not there. And it's so different when it's like, okay, Tuesday morning, heading into the store, work mind is on all in. And then you shut the door, lock up, head home and give your mind a chance to just rest. There's something so powerful in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, I would say the two nuggets that I heard today that I want everyone, you know, that's listening is what we just talked about. Even if you can't do brick and mortar, even if you're going to work out of your home, which is fine, there's, you know, fabulously large or, you know, just really great real deal businesses that are done out of an office, out of a garage, no shame in that, but figuring out a way to turn it off. What does that look like? Can you shut a door? Can you shut the garage door and walk out? Can you, you know, what can you do to have an on and off time with your boutique? I think that's the number one nugget from today. And then second is to invest in yourself and to get help on the front end when you're building something, or maybe you've been doing this for 15 years and you're like, you know what? I've never understood this part of my business. I need to stop and hire someone to help me and teach me how to do it right. Yeah. And, and we need to stop with the, just that we have that pride of like, I'll just figure it out. You know, I'll do it on my own. But sometimes there's just really great opportunities where others can really like lean into our life and speak in a way that, you know, we couldn't just do on our own. So, and that's okay. Yeah, for sure. And I think especially it's good to have somebody who's in the business, who's a few steps ahead of you to bounce ideas off of. Like I can bounce ideas off my husband all the time. And he's like, sure, hon, sounds great. I don't know. Yeah. But that doesn't help ease my fears because I know he really doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, but being able to bounce ideas off of like you and like in the accelerator group, the other women in there um, has been so good because you're all like boutique minded, business minded. Um, and it just helps to have that sounding board separate from my friends and family. Um, yes. That's been like the number one, I think, um, for my business and being able to continue to move forward without too much anxiety. There's definitely been anxious moments for sure. And a lot of ups and downs, but it's definitely been very helpful. Yeah. Okay. All right. I always like to end this with this. What is one bit of advice you would give to another entrepreneur? Hmm. I definitely think it's get help. I mean, honestly, like evaluate the pieces that you, you know, whatever it is that will help you take that next step. And then don't hesitate to find the help that will get you there. 
even if it's going to cost you expenses out of pocket, it's just going to help the journey so much. Um, yeah, I think just even looking back at my experience in the past and then in the future, like I'm not quite ready to hire an employee yet, but I know I need to for the next step of what I want to do. And so I'm just kind of taking the leap and putting it out there um, because I know that's going to be the next step to propel my business forward. So, you know, I think that's going to be the number one, my number yeah. one little nugget. <laughs> okay. If you need help, ask for it, search it out, get it. And if you need to pay for it, yeah, <laughs> but get the help. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to do this journey by yourself. No, no. Well, thanks Emily for taking time out of your day. Do you open at 10 or 11? Uh, today I'm not open. So today okay. it's by appointment. I do have a personal shopper coming in this afternoon, but this morning I'll be plugging away at, um, at, uh, you know, business back end stuff and then get stuff ready for my personal shopper. So, okay. Well, thanks for giving us some of your time. Yeah. I'm sure you. it was an inspiration to everyone. So Emily is here in the boutique collective. If you guys have questions, just tag her. I'm sure she's happy to answer. She's part of the boutique workshop. So if any of you guys in the boutique workshop are watching, um, and you want to ask a question over there, Emily is always on the calls and, you know, helping everyone out sharing ideas. So make sure to take her. I'm sure she's happy to help you. Thanks so much, Emily. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye -bye. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.